Today on the GYST podcast, we ask, if our friends aren't improving themselves or growing, how will that negatively impact us? That's coming up on the GYST podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Whew, that was good. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, with you, I am Rohila. Glenn Rux here. Pleasure as always. This is Jansen. And today we are recording a bit remotely. Uh, We're just testing out a couple things. So over the next... uh, maybe one more episode where we will be doing it remotely just to see how our connections work and, and a couple other behind the scenes technical things. So let's just dive right in. Uh, so today's episode, what we want to do is take a look at our friends. We've done plenty of episodes on our friends, our circle of influence. But one thing that we haven't talked about is if your friends don't improve themselves or grow, how does that negatively impact you? Uh, a few times on the podcast, we've talked about uh, how our bank account is the average of our five closest friends. So if that's the case, wouldn't you want to surround yourself with people who are positive, motivated to improve their life? And who are you truly surrounding yourself with? And what are they doing that's impacting you? So with that, fellas, let's uh, let's dive right in. How do you feel about this topic about friendship? I'll tell you. I'll tell you personally then that Rohit has already helped me improve myself because he told me about a job opening, and then he kind of lined it up for me to interview. He even helped me do a resume, improve the resume, took a headshot for me. And it's now that I'm in the same company with Rohit. And then we get getting the ball rolling. One of the coolest thing ever to work with your friends, be an adjacent team, see them in meetings. It's pretty awesome. So that's already a first person experience, first hand experience on how friends can improve friends. Like if they know what your potential is. They see that you know they're a good fit in, within your company. Let them know if they're interested. Get them in the company. Work together. You know that they're a good person. Otherwise, you wouldn't be friends, right? That's true. Let's help each yeah. other out. Well, I don't know. There's there's people out there with people they know are bad influences. <laughs> and they still oh, yeah. keep then, those people around as friends, right? Then so, you wouldn't uh, ask. Then you wouldn't give them a job offering, first of all, those people. Oh, well, you know, maybe. Maybe. There are times, though, when, and I can go back in my history here with you know, some friends that I knew would be bad influences, but I helped them get jobs and ended up affecting me definitely negatively in that light um maybe the takeaway is to offer them jobs friends cost me my job oh and that was fun wow that does not sound like a good time oh at all no see i i had this friend that i got hooked up at a job at this really nice hotel out in the skamania gorge known as uh skamania lodge um I was working in the restaurant. I got him a job in the spa. 
well, we decided to go to the spa one day as just a kickback day. We are going out swimming, uh, using the hot tubs, the pool. And he decided to take the little paddle boards that were there for the swim classes and throw them through the, the, the lobby and through the, the pool area, using them as frisbees. And, <laughs> you know, the wonderful thing about him doing that is, you know, yeah, he lost his job, but I did too because I was also there with him. Even though I didn't throw anything, I didn't do anything, I got him the job, I brought him into the company. It's kind of like, you know, those mob movies when, you know, someone brings on someone that steals from the mob boss and they kill the person that brought him on. Yeah, well, I felt like I was being, you know, being uh, <laughs> shot in the head at the end of the day. It was bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure if I agree with that, though, because... Well, I don't agree with it either, but then again, um, since, again, I was there with him when he did it, and uh, I didn't stop him, but then again, what am I going to do to stop him? He was actually larger than me, if you can believe that. Um, Glenn yeah. Rux is the 5'4 Indian man. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally totally 5'4 Indian man. Uh, I'm, Your friend I'm, was such a 5'5". I'm just I barely. Rohit just looked massive. Rohit is massive. He is. His heart is massive. And it, it, it's right. It's his heart. His heart is massive, and that's all that matters. And not he has my, a large heart. My four Indian man physique. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but friends can definitely have an influence on your life in many ways um, outside of work. Uh, Rohit, no, you you know from my experience with a former roommate how negative that turned and turned quickly. Um, I've spoken on that on air several times. Uh, we've had issues with a friend that just would not improve himself. Couldn't hold a job, couldn't pay his bills, and uh, it just so slowly soured, and it brought my mood down every time I was out. So, I mean, my mood was affected. My health was affected. Uh, my finances obviously were affected because I was having to carry the weight of everything. See, Ed, when we, when we take a look at this, one of the interesting questions that came to my mind is, do we proactively or reactively select our friends? See, I, I believe that when we're younger, you know, up to college, we proactively choose our friends for the, for the most part. You know, you, you've got a couple classes with someone or you just gel with someone and, and that's how you develop friendships. But as you grow older, I mean, things change. I think it goes more to reactive because when I, when I take a look at most of the people in my life, you know, most of the times you meet them through work. They were coworkers, and, and that's how you met. And very rarely do we meet friends outside of that space because as adults, we just don't have the same social skills. Uh, not social yeah, skills, but, but, but the, the, the Rohit is of people to choose from. Is that, is that really a, a reactive situation, or is friendship making still proactive? It's just you're, you're limited to location. Like for me, it was, you know, still a proactive activity for you to ask me to come out to your parties. 
right? So, you know, granted, I was working in a place where you were, but how else do you build friendship without that proactive step? See, so do you think that friendship is, it is, you know, starting a friendship is a proactive act, but I don't think it can be really called reactive um, See, unless you you're on the receiving that... end. <laughs> <laughs> now, right? when, when I think about this, you know, when, when we are younger in school, we have such a vast array to choose from that we can be more selective. Definitely as you grow up, that selection dwindles down to mostly just coworkers. We we just don't meet as many people. Depends on where you work. And, and yeah, I was I was gonna, I would actually agree with Jansen in that. And, the, you know, the more what? I analyze it, I mean, think about it, Rohit. What what is a classroom as students? Right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's anywhere from ten to thirty students in a classroom. How many people did we have working with us at, you know, where I'm currently working, right? Mm -hmm. During the time you were there, how many people sat around us? It was pretty much a classroom setting, and it's very much like a classroom where you sit quietly and, and present your information when asked for it. So a lot of our information was, it wasn't really a, 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 a any, any different than, in a classroom setting. So I, I think that's kind of a cop-out when people say we have less opportunities or less options. We have just as many options. We're just looking at it differently. Well, also... Oh, go ahead, James. Oh, sorry. I think it's the amount of people that you come, that you interact with, though. Because, you, you know, it's... it's an, this is a weird analogy. Let's say a country has a lot of people there has to be a certain percentage of it that's smart, right? Then you always think, oh, yeah, that country has a lot of smart people. But what you're not thinking is that, well, yeah, they have like a billion people in the country. There has to be a large amount of them that's smart. But that also means there's a bunch of them that's stupid. So <laughs> in, in this sense, it's if your company is huge and you and you interact and work with a higher number of people and of course, you might find more friends because the, the number is larger, right? Like, for instance, in my example, when I was working in the airline, you meet, let's say, six, seven people every flight. So that's new people, some people that you've never seen before. So let's say you have five or six flights a month, then you run into 30 new people. There has to be... A, at least two or three of those, 10% of those that you have some kind of chemistry with. Do you have something in common, whether it's gaming, you know, um, TV shows, food, anything that sparks up a conversation. And that's how you meet new people, right? It's just, I think it depends on how large of an amount of people that you see. And there has to be a percentage of those people that you have a connection with. But let's say your office has, I don't know, your team has 10 people, your adjacent team has 20 people, and that's all you see, you might make two or three friends max. That's about it. Well, the other thing that, that I believe plays a factor in this is age. You know, when, when you're working, you're working with people who could be married, could have kids, 
could be 30 years older than you, could be 30 years younger than you. It's it's all across the board. But in school, you are experiencing your life close is, is going to be a closer mirror to those of your peers than it will at work. Right. And which is why I think people that you uh, friends that you make in high school and like college will stay longer friends because you you guys go through you guys are kind of have the same upbringing of course you're in the same area that you go to the same school you experience the same things right you pretty much grow up with each other those four years if somehow you some people go to high school and college together that's like what eight years together that's that's more than friendship that's like kind of like family at that point i think because you go through so much together it kind of that like that friendship kind of sticks of course if they're toxic you need to weed them out i'm saying well yeah so uh, along those lines then jansen if you have friends that aren't growing that aren't working on improving themselves what will you do with them because nine times out of ten if if they're not doing those things they're not going to motivate you to do the same thing you match your you match the expectations that other people have of you and so do you do you ever take a reflective look at your friends and you know decide that maybe it's time to remove some people from your life maybe bring some others closer I think subconsciously, I'm not sure. Speak, I'm speaking for myself that I subconsciously have probably done that over the years, where I just, if with, you know, even if it's not that they don't want to improve, it's we are not clicking, and they're not, we're not helping each other out. We're not, we're not engaging in meaningful conversations. You kind of just don't talk to those people anymore naturally, because when you think about, oh hey, I want to hang out with somebody, you're not going to think about people that you're not connecting with or people that are negative, right? You always think about people that are positive, people that you enjoy their company. Those are the people that usually, you know, bring you up as a person. Then you well, naturally sure. would just hang out with them more. So when I, when I think about what this podcast is, this podcast is all about how to go from average to above average. So if, you know, the, the phrase goes, if your friends don't improve themselves and grow, you won't either. And so I think you know we need to challenge ourselves if, if we're talking about why you hang out with certain people. It, you're right. It is, you know they, they make you feel good. You can uh, have fun with them. There's some commonalities there. But if you want to talk about Jansen being the best Jansen out there or Glenn being the best Glenn out there, if you've surrounded yourself with people who aren't moving forward in life in terms of improving their life, it takes away a, a little bit of the peer pressure for you to do the same. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? So I think, I think I know where you're trying to get at, though. It's if you, you need to find in yourself that you want to improve. And then you will kind of subconsciously hang out with people that can improve you, even if you don't actively look out for these people. 
if you want to be a better person, I think naturally you would, you know, your 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 whole clique would be people that are there for you, they support you, that they want to bring you up. Like it has to start from you, I think. Yeah, because I, I think about pool. You know, if if you're out there shooting pool and you keep <laughs> playing against people who are at the same level as you, you're not going to get any better. They're not going to challenge you because they're not working on getting better. But if you hang out with friends who play pool all the time, they're getting better, you're getting better. I, I think that's the situation that, that we want to do is surround ourselves proactively with people who are constantly trying to improve themselves. For example, like this podcast, you know, before uh, Jansen, you and I, when we would hang out, you know, there, there are a few different versions of us. There was the just casual hanging out. And then there's like the wrestling connection that we have. Yeah. And now, you know, because of this podcast, now you're growing and because you're growing, I'm going to be growing. And now when we hang out with Glenn, all three of us are, are growing. So I think there's something about spending time with people who are trying to better themselves. Oh, for sure. I think in situations like these, like everyone can benefit from the relationship, like the friendship that we have. I can tell you firsthand your, your example of pool, playing pool. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. I noticed it in in an actual. Me out there. No, I noticed it in the game of pool. Um, You know, Kevin. I used to play pool with him all the time, and our skill level when we play together can't play worth crap. One day we decided to go to an actual pool hall instead of a bowling alley, and I think we ended up playing against a pool shark, (laughs) a hustler. Yikes. And all of a That's sudden, how I, was, and I, met. I was hitting some curve shots, some jump shots, some banks, some double banks. I mean, I was hitting things that I would never dream of hitting because this guy was going to take my money. <laughs> and that's on the line. Oh, oh believe me. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. You know, his skill level was way ahead, right? Um, anytime, even if I was trying to just destroy Kevin. I'd beat Kevin, but I wouldn't just destroy him. This guy, I ended up destroying after seeing him almost run the table on the first break. I had to. <laughs> this is like, I'm not going to pay this guy 200 bucks. Whoa. 200 bucks. I would just bet some nachos and that's it. Right, right. That's, that's the thing. You know, it, it, it is a very astute thing. You know, you, if you don't challenge yourself, if you don't put yourself up against people who are going to challenge you, you will not perform better. It's true. Now, with with your friends, one of the things I, I really like about Tony Robbins is he says, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you settle for. And that all has to do with standards. If, if you have high standards, then that's the bar. That's what you're looking for. If you've got low standards, then kind of anything goes. And when it comes to friendships, what standards do you have? Did, did most of the friends you have in your life right now, did you just meet them accidentally? Are you working on building 
stronger relationships with them, but more importantly, are they encouraging you to grow? And I think that's where we have to take an honest look at all of our friends. I mean, I'm, I'm taking a look at most of my friends and I love everyone, but if I had to say, okay, who's actually encouraging you to grow? I, I don't know. That's that's definitely a, a tougher question. And I think that can also be a very painful for one for people. And that's why I don't think anyone will really proactively just kind of think about that kind of stuff. Because if they did, they they might realize that their current circle of influence is not the right one. That is a tough question to ask. Like, because let's say you've known people for years, like where do you? I don't want to put ranks on people, like evaluate each person, but there has to be. I mean, people that you hang out with for like you know like ten plus years, you have to see some sort of benefits. Do you? Like, it's kind of. I, I of course I do. I mean, some I've been friends are, with people for a long time that don't really add value to my life that's not good that's me i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no i think i think i think everyone brings a different role in your life because some people are always down to do something like certain things outdoor stuff like you you have different friends for like not everyone to be into everything right so you have different friends some people would be very adventurous in outdoor sports some people you know, wrestling, something that you enjoy, personal growth. Um, some people that would just go anywhere if you ask him to. Some people are there to talk about the deeper stuff. Some people are there to help you on everyday life. It's like, hey, this thing is broken. I don't know how to fix this. Would you help me out? Because you're an expert on something. You know, I think each person has something that they contribute to your life. And you, of course, have something to contribute to their life. That's why you keep each other around. I mean, it sounds a little selfish, but I think that's the nature of friendship, right? Your friend, you're friends with each other. You have something in common, but you keep those people around because they influence your life. They help you in a certain way. You don't keep, like I don't keep people that it just all take and no give. It's a lot of give and take between friends. I don't have any friends that just takes. Even if it's unconscious, we're always looking for the benefit for a relationship. Yeah. But I think what's important, it has to be a two-way street. You give some, you take some. And there has to be understanding of like, hey, this is how we are. I don't know. It's just people become toxic when they just take whatever you have and they don't give back. It's not a mandatory thing, but I think it's just natural. See, and, and I think that's where where I think it differentiates. It yeah. just comes natural. So by it just coming natural means that's means that's what the average person does because it does come natural. And so if for example, if if I say to you, Jansen, write down your top ten friends, the, the people that you communicate with the most, and, and you do that. And I say, Okay, Jansen, now you've got one year. I want you to improve the most you can at the end of one year. You know, I'll give you a million dollars, whatever. Like, You've got one year. 
to be the absolute very best version of Jansen. You have to take a look at that list of 10. And you have to realize a lot of the people on there can no longer be on there. Wouldn't you think that? If you had to be the very best you. Yeah, but who else? Another sense that who else am I going to let me put on that list as a new person to help me improve. That's a difficult thing. Like, where am I going to find and replace these people? I'm not going to replace these people. You know? So you be don't believe that any of them are holding you back? No. From being the best you that you could be? Well, I think the only person that can hold me back is me. None of my friends is gonna drag me down. They're they're doing great things. They have their own lives. They're pretty successful. No one it's around like bumming out and not doing anything and asking for money. They all have good jobs. They're all motivated. Even if they don't have jobs, they'll look for jobs consistently. So in my case, the only person that can hold me back is me. Hmm. I guess well, it what, really what depends. I guess it really depends really on where in your circle of influence the friends are, right? Because I think we can all say we have a lot of friends. Like, I know a lot of people that I'm pretty friendly with. Um, I know a few people that I know more about than I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know very few people that I would consider real friends. I mean, I can count them all on one hand that I would actually call real friends that know me and I know them. So you know how- it really, it really depends. Cause you know, if, if we're talking about, um, if we're, if we're talking about, you know, the, that group of friends that really don't have much influence over your life, you don't need to cut them out. No, they're just friendly people that you're friends with. Now, if they're part of your inner circle and they're actually holding you back, yeah, those are the types of people you need to analyze and go, hey, is this really a healthy relationship for where I need to be? Am I giving them too much um, say in my life? Am I giving them too much influence over my life and where I'm going? Um, and I, I don't think a lot of people have that kind of mentality or that, that kind of focus to know what their inner circle is. Hmm. I, I don't know. I guess I, I just see it differently because if, if I need to be as successful as I can, I'm taking a look at the people in my life and I need some serious ride or dies who are constantly going to challenge me and hold me accountable. Well, right, right. I mean, that's, that's the, the difference in mentality though. We're talking about, how do people who don't have this mentality get to that mentality? Right? Because mm-hmm. most of us, you know, most of the people out there, they're looking for a friend that's going to make them feel good. They, they have the same um, focuses in life. They have the same, you know, uh, things that they do, same things that they like. You know, they, they have commonalities rather than, you know, rather than something that's different about them that you want to emulate. They're, they're not looking for that. They're looking for companionship in, in a friend. And, and that's where 
I, I think we need to help them and I guess even help ourselves at times define which types of friends we want to have around us in that inner circle. And the others, you know, it's not bad to have those friends that you have the commonalities with. Just don't let them be the influence. Well, okay. So if you had to pick the, your top 10 friends, right. And, and I mean the people that you surround yourself with the most, can you, or do you take a look at the value that each of them brings to your life? Yes. Without thinking about it. Like, is that something that you consciously do and yes. do often? Yeah. Yeah. And really that kind of started, um, right around the time I joined the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I've been looking at my, my friendships now. I don't know how many years has it been now, Rohit now for, for you on the podcast. Yeah. Four coming up on five, I think five. Yeah. So I've been because looking at my friendships for as that. of, uh, as of recording date. So, so ladies and gentlemen, right now it is September 13th in as we're recording this episode, but in two days on September 15th, will mark the seven year anniversary of the GYSD podcast. Yo. So, sorry, Glenn, go, uh, go no, ahead. It's okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess it would be right about the time I started with the podcast is when I started looking at my, my friends, cause I started listening to old episodes. And one of the, one of the episodes I listened to was all around your circle of influence. It's like, okay. I can see how this, yeah, can really affect your life. Um, so I, I made sure, you know what, I kept some friends that I probably shouldn't have for the longest time. Heck, it, it took me a little bit to to weed one certain friend out of my, my friends list. Um, <laughs> I don't know, it took him moving in for that to happen. Um And, uh, yeah, it's, and it, it's still kind of tough to talk about. I, I want to say, you know, to, the, the kind of damage that the wrong kind of friends in your circle can be it can really cause some serious damage. How long were you guys friends before you realized that, oh, it's time to let this person go? 20 plus years, most of my life. Oh, yeah, that's, that's probably why, because that's, I don't know, that's a long time. That's, it's it's a very long time. Yeah, so I would I would figure that's why it it it's hard to think about or talk about if it's like a twenty year relationship. And there there are so many things that you you look back on when you lose a friend that you go, man, was this really was this really good or not? Is this something I want? Wow. When did how, how did I stay alive with this? <laughs> yeah. I was I was I was just ask you that if throughout those 20 years were there any red flags? Did you ever like in the beginning of those years did you ever want to be out of this friendship or you just kind of got comfy and like yeah, no change. No, I, you know, that's the thing. I don't think this, this friend ever changed. He was always this way. And, uh, I don't know. It took, it took some very bad things happening 
for it to go really sour and me to just say, screw it, I'm done. So it seems like you gave him plenty, plenty, plenty of chances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you did your best. I want to say I tried my best. Did my best, I don't know. But did I try my best at that time? Yes. I think that's that's all you can do, though. What else can you do? Can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. And that's exactly or you can just it. have them listen to this podcast and help them help themselves. <laughs> you know how many times I tried to get him to come and actually watch us record? <laughs> I actually don't think other people that I consistently hang out with that there's anything negative about them that I see or would even affect me personally to be negative. So I have a good time every time I hang out with these people. There's always something positive I take away from it, even though it's just like, hey, they help me feel better about my day if it wasn't going so well. So yeah, I don't I don't have anyone close to me that's quote-unquote toxic. That's a blessing. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, episode. So, uh, thank you, Jansen and Glenn, for, for your thoughts. Um, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode was all about friendships, and the question was asked of a quote that says, "If your friends don't improve themselves and grow, you won't either." Uh, so. This was a probably a little fun episode for you because we had some opposing, uh, opposing uh, viewpoints, which is always a good thing because uh, you need to be able to take a look at both sides of the story and then see which one you align with and see if that works for you. Again, um, this was a fun little episode, so so thank you, Jansen and, and Glenn, for being a part of it. And with that, anything to, to close out, fellas? No, call your friends. Ask them how they are. If you haven't talked to them for a while, they're good buddies. We just kind of, you know, grew apart because they have kids or something happened. Reach out, talk to them, see what's going on. If they're, I mean, people, some people that are worth keeping around, just don't ever lose touch. And, Always uh, be checking in. Oh, that's, that's powerful, Glenn, because that's something that you've uh, said often. Yeah, if you don't check in with your friends and if they don't check in with you, do they really care? Do you really care? Um, I, I think some people are just busy. But if you check in with them and no, no, twice... No, no, see, that's, that's, that's a cop-out. No? I mean, if, if you, you try you, twice... If you really care, if you really care about something, you make time for something. That's true. I'm just saying that if you try twice and you don't get nothing back... Maybe you need to reevaluate the relationship. But if you try once, nothing, I would try again. That's just me. Yeah, it's, it's not like everyone's going to be able to drop what they're doing immediately, right? Yeah, I don't expect them to. But, um, you know, just checking in with your friends, checking in with the people you truly care about, even if it's just a quick text message, hey man, how you doing? That can make the difference in someone's life. And it's easy with social media. You see them posting something 
down, just hey, DM them on the download and be like, hey man, everything okay? Worst is like, oh yeah, just a bunch of memes that are kind of dark. Nothing's going on. <laughs> but hey, I mean, if some people just need that one person to reach out and you're that person, good for you. <clears throat> you just did something good for them. All right. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of your favorite podcast, the GYST Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 